Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 179 The Greatest Story Never Told and The Return. Hi, pals. We got a, we got a pretty good week of JLU here this, this time. I'm Al. I'm Maggie, and yeah, it went pretty well this week. I I was a fan of both of these. Yeah, man. First one's uh I thought boy. we had talked I I think well, eh, kind of my I just one one of my boys. I have some boys. Mm-hmm. He's one of them, I suppose. We we had talked about and I think we I realized this a little too late, but we had talked mm. about uh uh bringing your partner on for that one cuz uh, isn't uh isn't Booster Gold also uh Mal's one of Mal's yep. favorites? Yep, Alan Mal, they love Booster Gold. Yeah. I mean, the thing She's... is I like Booster as part of the 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 JLI. He's the, individually he's fine, but mm-hmm. he needs to be part of that whole group, you know what I mean? Well, it's it's almost a shame when he's not teaming up with Beetle, you know? Like that's yeah. the dynamic. Mhm. No, Mal used to like he was watching Brave and the Bold with me and Booster shows up and she's like, "What what's his deal?" I'm like, "He's a janitor from the future who went back in time so that he could be a superhero." And she's mm-hmm. like, "That's amazing." Yep. Well, the fun thing is he's exactly the same in this show as he is on The Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Like same voice and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. He like like Billy West does skeets in both. But the guy who voices Booster is also the same in both. Oh, that's awesome. It's just the same. It's like, all right, we nailed it. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. And the character acts basically the same. I like to think that that his time machine took him to like just another reality, like another another universe, and <laughs> he's still the same guy. It's like, well, I'm leaving this universe because I couldn't get famous here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to a goofier universe. That seems easier to me. Yeah, yeah. Batman's still pretty serious there, but not quite so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Let me try my my luck there. I'm just going to keep traveling to universes until uh, Ted Cord is alive. Well, good luck. DC mm-hmm. fucking hates that guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right. Let me let me tell you, uh, even though I'm not supposed to, per the title, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. still going to tell you the greatest story never told. Now, finally told. <laughs> oh, One of the best parts of Justice League becoming Justice League Unlimited is that we finally have enough room to focus on the great unsung heroes of the DC universe. But that also means we have time for Booster Gold, the exciting hero from the future who isn't actually unsung at all, because he has a tiny robot called Skeets who follows him around everywhere and tells everyone how great he is in the voice of TV's own Philip J. Fry. (laughs) Booster used his access to time travel to, uh, let's be honest, to do the same thing most of us would do with access to time travel. He went back a few centuries in hope of using his superior technology to get rich and famous. And since he's a wisecracking, woman-disrespecting glory hound, he figures the best place for him is among the ranks of the world-renowned Justice League. Unfortunately for him, this team already has a wisecracking, woman-disrespecting glory hound, so its founding members have very little patience for another one. So when some giant dumb wizard that JR will probably yell at me for not knowing shows up, Booster gets stuck with the decidedly unglorious job of making sure civilians don't get killed. Well, nuts to that. He quickly gets bored of it and wanders off to find himself a better adventure, which he actually does down at the Institute for Implanting Black Holes in a Guy's Chest. (laughs) Turns out they've been just a little too successful down at the old Institute, and now Booster is the only one available to defeat the poor bastard, which, let's be honest, is a much more interesting mission than fighting a giant wizard. I mean, that story occasionally intersects with this one and delivers big yawns like a building coming to life and growing a bunch of teeth. I guess that's weird and scary, but I played Mario Wonder for half an hour this morning and I saw half a dozen weirder and scarier things. Then Booster manages to save the city from complete obliteration and even scores a date with a cute scientist who's responsible for the near-complete obliteration of the city. And he gets yelled at by Batman, which seems like a fate so much worse than death by Black Hole. (laughs) Shout out to Mario Wonder, which out-jankied Janky Mario. (laughs) Oh God! I was I was <laughs> talking to Maggie briefly about this before the show started, and yes, it is like it is another two D Mario game. But they have decided we don't need to uh, improve on perfection as far as gameplay goes. But what we can do is make every other aspect of it like you have dropped acid, and it's amazing. Can we make this weird as hell? Like, let's just I mean, make this game weird as hell. 
The thing is, the original one was already pretty weird at mm-hmm. the time, but we've all acclimated to it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm used to, like, a plumber from Brooklyn who goes to another world and steps on living mushrooms and get and shoots fire because he found a flower. Like, all that right. shit's old hat to me. Everyone knows that Yeah, crap. it's 40 years old now. Like, we, yeah. we need something new. And so, hey, guess what? <laughs> <sighs> so this episode is, I'm just going to go into my good thing. Mm-hmm. This is one of, if not the best comedy episodes they did. Like, there's a lot of great one-liners. Yep. They gave us a character that, like I said in my summary, essentially the same as The Flash has been for the past two seasons, except we're actually supposed to think he's an insufferable ass. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not on his side. He's not no. comic relief. He's he's a loser. Well, but, I mean, when you've got a guy who's like, I don't want to save civilians, that's boring. Yeah, where's the where's the glory in that? <laughs> I, hey, Martian Manhunter, how much money are you making? You rich? A, you look rich. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a uh, story the Beastie Boys love to tell when they got famous and they went to a party and met Bob Dylan and he sidles up to one of them and says, "How much you good for?" Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which meant, "How many tickets are you good for? How like how many people does your band bring in?" Like, uh-huh. I just I I it's such a weird story. It made me think of that. It's just Booster walking up to John. How much you good for, John? <laughs> I ju- I also just. The idea that Bob Dylan is just like, hey, Beastie Boys, can I borrow some money? Oh, no, no, no. It got weirder. If if you really want this sidetrack for a minute, he ends I up mean, pitching yes. Mike D uh, to join his pro-smoking benefit concert. Uh, Jesus Christ, Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good story. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the best thing is they the, the three of them had agreed to dress up in the most ridiculous 70s costumes they could find. And then sure. two, of, two of them said, uh, no, never mind. I'm not doing that. And Mike uh-huh. got stuck doing it. So he's like wearing a big fur hat and a <laughs> like this is the most ridiculous outfit to meet Bob Dylan in. And just, oh, it's such a good story. I, anyway. I can think of a lot of ridiculous outfits to meet Bob Dylan in. Mm, you should see this particular outfit. Mm. Anyway, um. The best thing about this episode is how it's yes. structured like the Buffy episode, the Zeppo, where mm-hmm. Xander goes off on a side adventure and you just keep seeing the main guys sort of intersecting with him every now and yep. then. And that's what's happening here. Like, like the second tier guy only sees small parts of the main adventure. At one point we get the composite Batman or the, compo- what is it? The composite Superman, the guy who's it's the composite split down Superman, the middle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he's half Batman and half Superman. And he speaks with Wonder Woman's voice. It's so good. It's just, you see like <laughs> Superman crack, like crash and booster sort of runs over like you. Okay. And it's mm-hmm. Batman, Superman. And then he, goes oh, yeah, then he Wonder turns. So you see both halves. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, get back to work. Uh huh. Jesus Christ. Okay. No, and every time we see these the heavy hitters sort of fly into frame, some weird shit's happening, and then they wander off again. And it's like I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that structure. And I don't think Buffy invented that. That's just the one I was sort of sure aware of first. But that's what we're familiar with. It's a good like. It's a good basis for the show, though. You know. Yeah, because there's always some bullshit happening. It's it mm-hmm. shows a good awareness of what you're doing to say. Yeah, exactly. You know the deal. We've been doing this for a long time. You know the kind of people Batman and Wonder Woman and, and Superman fight. That this mm-hmm. is the, we don't need to show you again. We're focusing on this guy today. Yep, and his little robot. Yeah, his lovely little robot. Mm-hmm. Which is your good thing? He is my good thing. I mentioned this on Brave and the Bold when he showed up, but um, Billy West is such a good skeets. He just really sort of gets that you got it, sir. Whatever you need. It's it's cheerful and almost almost to the point of toxic positivity because he's yep. building him up when there's no evidence that he can do it. But he's also sarcastic in a way that doesn't sound sarcastic, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like it's oh yeah, he you really... certainly showed them, sir. Mm-hmm. But not in a ugh, why why is this droid around if he just hates him? It's no, mm-hmm. it's not that. That's my best and... friend. I'm programmed to be positive. And they even gave him like a like a classic C-3PO cockblock moment. Yep. Yep. Where he's about to kiss the scientist and he's like, come on, sir. Thanks. I see you noticing my red arm. (laughs) Yeah, it was Uh, it was uh, it's fun. It's hard not to hear Fry as the thing because I mean, it's just Billy West's regular ass voice. He's not really doing a character. Yeah. Like every time he talks, I'm just like, well, here's to another lousy millennium. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Boy, has a character ever been more right about anything I mean, than, than Fry was about that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 
I think about that an ungodly amount of times during my life. God, I think that's the first time I've really framed it that way, but mm, oof, oh boy. yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he is a, he is a fun choice for it. And mm-hmm. even though he does sound like that other character, I can usually push past that because he's doing some weird shit, you know, it's just fun and weird and zippy. And I, I do genuinely like the guy they have playing uh, booster, but mm-hmm. it would have been great stunt casting. If John DiMaggio was booster, then you have like John DiMaggio as the human and, and, um, Billy West is the robot this time. That would have been great, honestly. Yeah. But but this guy's good, too. That's just the kind of dumb thing I would have done. Sorry, Batman. I got to kill all humans. Mm-hmm. It's kind of against our whole deal here. Well, can't, 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 uh, can't ignore the programming, though. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of... Nice. I mean, both of these episodes, we really got a good look at sort of the extended cast of the of the Justice League. Oh, lots of nice crowd shots where I'm like, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that. Well, guy. you got your you got the back of your boy uh, Blue Devil's head in this one. Yep. 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 Definitely. Fire and ice. Uh, oh, go ahead. Definitely nice to see the back of that guy. I had to make a promise to myself that my bad thing every time he shows up wasn't just going to be. They didn't give Blue Devil anything to do. I don't even think he ever speaks. He doesn't. Yeah, I don't think they ever cast anyone. In his, He's just did his, a couple of. I'm just pissed. He, his design is so good in this show. Like they just took the classic design and like Bruce Timified it, but it looks so good. I just he's just a blue devil, right? Like that's he's his just, whole just, thing. Yeah, he's got okay. a pitchfork. He's standing there next to Vibe. Like Vibe is important. Fuck off, Vibe. Who, who, who's Vibe? See, here's the thing. I don't know every comic character, so if you told me no, that's Vibe. That's the most mm-hmm. important character. I I would believe you. Like I don't know that blue devil is any anybody either i only know that that's your favorite character mm-hmm. he's he is not anybody but he's just a guy that i love yeah i get it you know you get that guy that you like yeah. bond with when you're like 10 or whatever i i completely understand some some friend of my dad gave him a gave him a pile of comics to give to me and there was a bunch of blue devils inside and i'm like this is the character i'm gonna be obsessed with for the next 25 years well, plus you're you're kind of the last generation that didn't have the internet growing up. So, like, if you had a comic, that might be the only information you have. That's the thing. Like, I had like maybe eight issues of that series. It ran thirty two, and they were yeah. all over the place. You know? Yeah, because it, nobody bought them. Exactly. Like they were they were still on like shelves a, because yeah. I used to be able to get issues at a, at the flea market for like ten cents because no one gave a shit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I still don't have a complete run. I should do. I should do that. I bet it's real easy. Uh, undoubtedly. Um, we got uh, uh, Ralph the Elongated Man. Yep, Ralph in this Elongated one. Man Dibney. Mm-hmm. Who's which, just like uh, I'm pissed off. Well, another uh, another JLI guy, which I, yep. I enjoyed, and uh, his he was actually voiced by Jeremy Piven, who uh, he he's he's like a movie guy. He's done a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know the name. I never know the guy. I just there's I, something about the name Jeremy Piven that sticks out in my head. He was he was one of the main guys in Entourage, which is a thing. If you haven't seen, I can guarantee you would hate it. It's not I, it's not for us. It's very brilliant. I. Uh... I, I've, I've seen like, like commercials and like, I had yeah. the concept explained to me and I'm like, I don't want to watch this. This sounds terrible. No, 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 not at all. But also, it is a well-known thing. The point is he's like, he's a guy who has gone on to greater success. Do you, do you remember this? It used to get play at a bunch of the nerds, like websites that we used to hang out on because yeah. like they were doing, they, the joke was they were doing a movie version of Aquaman. Right. I do. So remember like that. fucking like Newsarama or whatever would do articles about it. Mm-hmm. Would yeah, yeah, that uh-huh. makes sense. Yeah. But uh, no, he he did he did a whole bunch of stuff. Like you've mm-hmm. you've definitely seen him. He was one of the main guys in Ellen's uh 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 sitcom, the one she came out in. Okay. Um I don't remember I'm any lo- of the people in that, but I definitely watched that show. Yeah, he was he was just one of the guys on that show. One of the guys? But, yeah, exactly. But, you know, he did a Seinfeld and he did a, like, a, all, all kinds of stuff we've probably seen. He Jeremy pivoted all over the place. Yeah. Pivoting Piv- from head to, from episode to episode. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> Shut up, Ross. I'll kill you. Look. <laughs> Look, you you connected that dot. I had to finish it, okay? It's true. I just hate that guy. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, I, I did enjoy seeing Ralph because he's, again, another JLI guy. Yeah. And he also was a little irritated that he wasn't getting enough, like, attention and enough to do. And then mm-hmm. they're like, uh, we don't need you. We got two stretchy guys. We already got mm-hmm. Plastic Man. But then they were like, no, you know what? You're up. And he gets his moment and he, he shines and it's great. And Plastic Man's dead and we really need someone to, like, become a, sling- a living slingshot so we can shoot a dude at, like, the big guy. So, like, you're up, pal. There's a great bit. This this would have been the quote I pulled, except it it's really long from setup to payoff. Like it's mm. it's you need like a full minute and a half to get the whole joke. So I didn't want to didn't want the whole show to be quote. Sure, but it, he talks about how great he is at shape shifting, and they turn into a vase for three days, mm. and then like they they keep talking for a while, and then they're like, "Come on, you're up. We need you." And then Skeets just goes, "Maybe they needed a vase." <laughs> just very good. <clears throat> I also really like you didn't spend three days as a vase. No, but I could have. Mm-hmm. Like Booster knows someone trying to bullshit, like trying to sound more impressive than they really are. Nah, uh-huh, just l- listen, buddy. I came I'm better back from at this the future to bullshit people. Yep, exactly. We have amazing future bullshitting technology that you haven't even seen the likes of yet. Mm-hmm. It's called Skeets. Hello. <laughs> Thanks, sir. That's that's great. Thanks. I love what kind of the stupid robot from the future could come down and <laughs> hello. Hello. I love the runner of everyone thinking Booster is Green Lantern. Yep. There's a great deal of care put into at the beginning. He he's part of a crowd of superheroes, and a kid comes over and asks for his autograph. Mm-hmm. And then the the animation like the the extra flair the animation and the voice acting to show his deep disappointment yep like it's a very expressive face it's an extra little little twist on the on the the vocal performance just to show oh oh like like it's a it's a one second moment but i could tell they probably spent a week on it (laughs) i thought you were so funny yeah i love him just like my costume would have green on it. Well, that's yeah. I you had that in your notes early on. It's like Green Lantern. How yeah? How can you confuse? He's not green, and eventually he says the same thing. Yeah. The thing is, though, he's not green. But also, I kind of get it. Well, he's yellow and blue. That makes green. Hmm. That makes sense. No. <laughs> no, it does. Trust me. <laughs> Thanks right. for pulling us out of this one, Al. <laughs> I just think it's funny that everyone thinks he's obviously also Green Lantern, pretty famously black guy. Uh huh. Booster, not. No, not at all. Very another, uh... another key difference between them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's kind of a few here. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's the two. Are you people okay? Mm, not really. No. Look, a we got wizard's a, destroying our city. We got a giant wizard and a guy with a black hole in his chest, like on either end of town. And this is just a regular day here. Mm-hmm. I also yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you first. I love him just walking down the street with a massive black hole in his chest going, sorry. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The expression on his face, like it's 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 not really painful for him. He's just like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> Eat a train. <laughs> I I'm should sorry. really eat a train. <laughs> but he's he he doesn't want it to keep happening. And look, honestly, the real ending to this story is probably mm. you got to kill the guy. But that would have undercut the vibe of the whole episode. Yeah. No, you put a thing on him, and then it spits all the stuff out. Yeah, and everybody, nobody got killed. Like, because. Because I saw in your notes, you're like, well, that train was obviously full of passengers, right? They're all mm. dead. But he spits it back out again, so it's okay. He just, he reminded me of the guy in uh, Venture Brothers, like uh, uh, Fat Chance, is that what they called him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, what is it, like the exclamation, exclamation point of the uh, question mark, and he sucks stuff into the dot? Yeah, exactly. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I we're definitely g- close, but I think we're not quite getting it right, and someone's going to yell at us for that. I feel like I just invented a dude. No, 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 no. He's got, he's got like a Brooklyn accent, and he yeah. worked with like uh, Phantom Limb and and uh, Professor Impossible. I just can't remember his name because he was a, a minor character. Yeah. But, but yeah, his whole thing was he had like a, a void in his chest that people, he punched his chest. <laughs> 
No, he had like a, a thing, but then they realized, oh, all this stuff comes out somewhere else. What you're doing is teleporting. But mm-hmm. but at the time, he thought it was just like a black hole. So it was the same yeah. kind of thing. <sighs> and really, like I said in my summary, the, the real villain here is science doing apparently exactly what it intended to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, what was the plan here? Well, we wanted to put a black hole on a guy. Oh, okay. Well, mission accomplished then, I guess. Mm, yeah, but now it's like there's a black hole in a guy. That's bad. I just, I mean, I love. Oh, God. I mean, hooray for making a black hole, but like now we've got this black hole we have to deal with. I, I love the dumb, like comic book logic that allows a person to continue to be alive. Mm hmm. While this, this cosmic force that would really rip open the whole planet. Yes. It's just in this guy's rib cage, and he's fine. He's mm-hmm. he's annoyed, but he's fine. It's just like that's just that's quintessential comics to me, right there. And it like it's just like it's sucking up like benches and shit. Like he's just walking down the street, everything's fine. Well, like we said, a whole train. Mm-hmm. Like just just for a sense of scale. Like there's a there's a lot of very large, massive things in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, when they reverse the thing, the first thing that flies out is a flock of doves because it's yes. like a fucking magic trick. And that is like peak comedy right there. It, it's either a magic trick or a John Woo movie. Mm. Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> Have oh, you God. seen John Woo's seminal classic, Where Did the Lighter Fluid Come From? <laughs> <laughs> I can only ever get the bootleg. Mm. Well, it was after face-off, so, you know, people were uh, very yeah. disappointed. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but they took that guy's face-off and they put it on a different guy. Yeah, it's face-slash-off because they th- his face got slashed off. He <laughs> slashed off his face, Al. Mm-hmm. I know. What a great movie. Science turned uh, Nick Cage into John Travolta. Mm-hmm. And it, if there's one thing I know about those two guys, it's that if you swap their faces, they'd look exactly the same as each other. Like each other? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, what's your bad it... thing? Oh, yeah, what was my bad thing? Oh, um, mm. I had a hard time with a bad thing on this one, but... Uh, yeah, me too, actually. Uh, I don't know. Captain Captain Adam bails on fighting a fire at a nuclear plant, which is probably in character for Captain Adam. Shut up, Captain Adam. <laughs> No, he says, I need to stay here. And Jean says, this is more important. You got to go. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. not his fault. Mm-hmm. Okay. You hate Captain Adam. I get it. I do. Fuck off. All right. Is it is it because of the comics or because of things he's done in this show? It's because of the comics. And all, he's just boring. Every time he sh- he's one of those, you know, I've got those guys that just like they show up and I'm just like, I don't want this. Well, Okay. But He's I feel that way guys. about the Flash, and you have mm-hmm. a strong opinion about that. Well, it's okay when I do it. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's, the thing is, the Justice League, like, as is very abundantly clear from these two episodes, the Justice League Unlimited has, like, 300 guys in it. Yep. They can't all be well-rounded, likable characters. Some of them are just going to be an army guy you don't like very mm-hmm. much. Yep. That's just how or it goes. a cowboy who rides a motorcycle. Well, yeah, but... As we pointed out, that cowboy is going to sound like Nathan Fillion, and they're going to want him in 10 episodes. So, you know. That's true. Not 10, but he's going to be around a lot once Mm -hmm. he's Nathan Fillion. It's like, oh, shit, we made this cowboy Nathan Fillion. Let's bring him back again. And it's 2004, and, uh, like, everyone's just started falling in love with this guy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My bad thing. Yeah. They, like I said, they made Booster a lot like Flash. Mm-hmm. And that, including his sort of lecherousness, like there's a there's a long, slow male gazy pan over Doctor Simmons' body. That's the Boy, scientist. There sure that's, is. Yeah, and as he checks her out, and it gets the point across a little more than it needed to. Like I get mm-hmm. that the character's doing it, but I don't need to see it. Yeah, it's like not not right. that they showed anything. Not that it was like cheesecake or anything. She's in a lab coat, but like mm-hmm. it's just the the idea of making the audience see it the way he does was a little bleh. Yeah. That's all. Is the the loving lingering shot on on her uh, Bruce like, Tim say. legs go up forever? Yeah, and she's in again. She's in a lab coat, not mm-hmm. uh, like sexy. I think you'll agree for like because it's a lab coat, but mm-hmm. not the most sort of like flattering, physically flattering outfit. I mean that is absolutely true, but I also was just about to say that uh, there are a few things hotter than a woman in a lab coat. So I, I agree. 
I completely mm-hmm. agree. But it's also not what you wear to show off your figure or reveal bits of skin you want to show off. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's it it covers you is the thing. Yeah, it it's what you wear when you're gonna transform yourself into a lizard to grow your arm back. Mm-hmm. And give your wife a signed picture of yourself. <laughs> like you do. Another of my wife's favorite things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Anything else? To my wife, Carol. Hope I don't turn into a lizard. Kurt. Mm-hmm. Well, he even warned me. Uh, All right. uh, no, that's everything I got. Very well. Well, then why don't you tell us about The Return? All right, so Green Lantern is trying to score some time off planet with the fascists on Oa when the Amazo android returns from deep space and then vaporizes the entire fucking planet. Jesus Christ, John says. The Owens hate when you destroy a planet. Trust me on this. Anyway, the android is headed straight for Earth and Superman realizes he's he's back to murder Lex Luthor. Lex has been laying low lately, wearing an Iron Man shirt to keep the kryptonite from stabbing his heart or whatever and trying to be a better person, I guess. Whatever. He's less crazy now. So Lex holds up in the opening credits of Get Smart with a giant fuck-off laser cannon specifically made for murdering androids. The Atom shows up to help out because his real power isn't shrinkiness, it's building laser cannonists. <laughs> Meanwhile, the android whips everyone in the JLU's ass. A lot going around this week, huh? Eventually, the android arrives, and when the laser cannon doesn't work, Lex takes the Captain Kirk approach and... So I put it to you, sir, the android right in the face. Which is always fun to see. Mm-hmm. Then Dr. Fate takes the android back to his cool tower, where it turns out he's been hiding Hawkgirl all this time. Or, I I guess she's just regular girl, but with wings now? Whatever. I think we call her Shaira? I guess you could call her Shaira, her name. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to go with I never remember girl, how, to, how to spell that, though, so. Uh, no, me neither. And the spell check in uh, uh, Google Docs is not helpful. No, it is not. It this, doesn't know a lot of t- that. There's a lot of times in like, since we've started using Google Docs, like, years and years ago, where, mm-hmm. like, Al will put in the correct spelling of, like, names we use a lot. So, like, Worf is spelt correctly in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work so well when neither of us know how to spell the name, though. That's true. And, look, it doesn't matter if we can recognize it to read it to you, but the thing is, I like to be able to search for stuff later. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to be clear, I'm not that nitpicky. I'm not that, oh, we spelled it wrong guy. Like, I don't I don't care about that. I just like to be able to find stuff. Like, hey, no, if we, a- like, I couldn't remember if Kyle had <clears throat> showed up in Justice League yet. And I don't, I, yeah. has he? I actually, I forgot to look for that. But, like, that's a good example of when I would search for something. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm trying to think now and I'm like, did he show up or do I just think he showed up because I've seen him in 80 other different things? This was a nice way, if, if it was the first time, and it might have been, but e- mm. either way, it's a nice way to say, yeah, we know when we introduced the concept of Green Lantern and Superman, it was Kyle, and now it's John, yeah. and that feels like a mistake. But look, both of them are active. It's fine. Yeah, and like, I like that. I here. like them saying, yeah. we, we fixed the apparent mistake. It's okay. Yeah. Kyle in the background just like, oh, I want to go back to Earth. <laughs> he was uh, he was voiced by um, uh, Will Friedel, uh, 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 Terry McGinnis. That actually makes a lot of sense. Like, yep. If you yeah, want to use Will Friedel again, kid. one of those like one of those young like '90s guys is like a good choice for that. Yeah, I mean, he also is a uh, uh, young like Jaime Blue Beetle on uh, uh, oh, yeah. Brave and Bold. So you know, I did not know that. That's a thing. And huh. while we're talking about, uh, you did you just forgot? Yeah, that checks out. We talked about that before mm-hmm. on our uh, on the Patreon episodes, patreon.com slash Alder. So if you want uh, if you want to listen to Maggie be confused, uh, one thin dollar gets no, you, you access to that. You weren't confused is the thing. You just forgot in the meantime. No. Well, if you want to listen to Maggie be confused, you are right now. You're at the right place. Yeah. Good work. But still, you it should give you us f- a dollar. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better. I'm confused most of the time, too. We're just, oh, we're just two confused people. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of voice Here's actors, another though. confusing millennium. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of voice performers, uh, uh, the Adam is voiced by John C. McGinley, who's best known as uh, Doctor Cox from Scrubs. And if you never saw Scrubs, it's okay. But like the character, that character is amazing. He's just this vicious, like he's like you remember Albert from Twin Peaks, just like the mm-hmm. the low voiced angry guy who says seven mean things at you really fast. Mm-hmm. Like that was the kind of character he was. He's so good at that and. Uh, that's not exactly the Adams character, but it was fun hearing that guy. Anyway, he's he's always enjoyable to me. 
he does a really good and like it's a unique voice coming out of that character too. Like mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah, it's not just a generic like here's another guy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'll uh, I'll help uh, Lex build his cannon or whatever. No, it's like it's I can't even replicate it, but it's got like a a pleasant graveliness to it and just. Well, that's the like I said. Usually, I'm used to him just saying mean things and rattling off a bunch of really horrible things all at once, and and he's using that voice, but to be kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And actually, the like the character is kind of your good thing, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. So there's something I really enjoyed about the Adam and Lex teaming up. Like that's a different dynamic than we usually see with Lex. Like he's always. Mm-hmm the smartest guy in the room, he, like, talks down to everybody, he looks down to everybody, but, like, Mm -hmm. having him actually working with another guy who knows what he's doing is so interesting to me. Yeah. And, like, have it, like, there's bits in this where, like, Lex's actual terror at being murdered by the android, like, comes out, and he's, like, yelling at Adam, and Adam just just sort of looks at him as, like, it's gonna be okay, Lex, we're gonna stop this guy. I kind of love that. First he yells back for a sec, and then he pauses, and he's like, wait a minute, this guy's not mad at me he's scared and this guy's yeah. never scared so then he kind of puts a hand on his shoulder and says like lex we'll figure this out buddy yeah you're right it's nice it it's really cool it feels like there's a backstory there that i would not mind seeing i don't know I, it, maybe yeah like we don't we don't unfortunately but like no. i either way even if this is the first time they've met what i like is the contrast between that and the rest of the league who has dealt with him before and is sick of his bullshit oh yeah like, they send Supergirl to go get him, and she just, like, picks him up from an interview, like a, a, mm-hmm. a press interview, and just carries him, like, if he had hair, she'd grab him by the hair, you yep. know, like, just, ugh. Oh, am I hurting you, Lex? I could drop you. How about that? Like, she's she's done with him. And I'm, I'm, the, whole, the whole league is like that. Yeah. No, I'm watching it. I'm just like... You know, I don't like Lex either, but, uh, you know, maybe send, maybe don't send the two Superman characters to pick him up. Did Ste- yeah, Steel did have uh, dealings with him before. Yeah, he hates uh, he hates Steel yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, Steel, unfortunately, not voiced by Michael Dorn this time. They got Phil Lamar to, to double up to to do Steel's voice, and yeah. I think it's probably because there's so many characters in this, and they probably used up their voice budget, and they're just like, oh, eh, yeah. f- f- we got Phil. Phil can do different voices. It's yeah, it's a real over. It's a real stuffed uh, voice actor episode. Like, not only do we get I th- every member of the JLU that didn't appear in the previous one, plus a bunch mm-hmm. that did, we also get, um, like, the deep bench Green Lantern Corps characters. Yep, yep. There's probably 30 different distinct character models for Green Lanterns in this episode. Oh, yeah. Plus, I don't know, 50 for the for the Justice League. These are these are ballpark numbers, but there there are lots and lots of unique individual characters who are not just sort of generic background guys they're each somebody yeah which i mean you know, there's takes, just there's just a lot of work it's where like people who work on the station like walk past and they're like d- like unique looking people too yeah. you know like it's not just guys in like i don't know like aim uniforms or whatever you know well, you know you know how like cartoons we grew up on worked like back if yeah. there's a crowd of background guys like like when um, uh, the brothers chaps did their cheat commandos thing, making fun of GI Joe, they always called them green helmets. Like, yeah, exactly. Because you don't want to, you don't want to draw details for a character that doesn't speak and is just there to fill out the background. But like the yeah. show cares about that, you know. Hmm. It's so good. Yeah. And I like this show, Al. My good thing: most of the episode is a series of fights between the entire JLU and Amazo, mm-hmm. and I wasn't bored. Yeah. Because I think the key to that is many short action sequences rather than one or two extremely long ones. Mm -hmm. Like, it holds my attention more effectively because something new is always happening. Like, you keep throwing one of these 50 heroes at him and then another and then another and then another. And so it's a little different each time. You know, it's pretty cool. I I just I love the escalation from like, here's the Green Lanterns to here's the guys in space defending the planet to here's the guys in the sky defending the planet to here's just the 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 last of the guys. Yeah, I like working their way down. And I'm always a sucker for Jean sizing up the situation, deciding who's going to go and sort of deploying teams like that's Mm -hmm. that's that's such a nothing thing to be excited about. But it's such a cool like. I don't know. It's like you're playing a really sophisticated strategy game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like I these like, 10 guys will be best for this mission. Yeah. You know, 
it's like we'll start with the space guys. These got like these are our heavy hitters, and like these are the, also the guys that can survive in space. But if you get through those guys, like there's more guys. Yeah, and most of them can shoot beams, so they don't have to punch him. He can they can stay back here and just shoot their beams. Yeah, man. Also, I enjoy Jean so much more as the strategy guy than just like another guy on the ground. And I don't even like mind just like the guy's got good visuals and stuff. Like, no, I don't they mind did good him. stuff with him in, in regular yeah. Justice League, I would say, particularly with the telepath thing. But but this is such a more interesting, like, yeah. role for him. Yep. He's like, like the HR manager. <laughs> exactly. Like, even just having him as the guy that Booster goes up to in, in the last episode is just like, hey, can I get some better, like, can I get yeah. some more ho- high profile jobs? Like, He's the manager. He's like the, yeah. hey, can I get more shifts? I'm only working yeah. part time and I'm, I'm ready to work full time. Come on. Mm hmm. I don't think you're ready to work full time at all. We're we're not prepared to pay you benefits. I don't I don't like you. Mm-hmm. Go, Look, go. we already have a flash and we don't like him, but he's got seniority. You you're flash, but we don't even like you. How how did you get in here? Did we hire you? Are so, you one of the guys Batman brought aboard and just didn't tell anyone? No? Oh no, Batman does not care for him. <laughs> um nope, not one of mine. So I mentioned this with the first episode of JLU and I don't want to harp on this too much because it's comics. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But they have a fleet of javelins. Like they have they like a sure hundred javelins. And like, okay, at the beginning of Justice League, Bruce said, like Batman said, uh, I hid some money in the the Wayne Corp budget to mm-hmm. to make this satellite. But now there's multiple satellites and an entire fleet of spaceships. Like yeah. where where is this coming from? The thing, the thing with Batman that I've sort of had to make peace with is just that he has all of the money. Like, no, I can, I can appreciate like where I draw the line. I guess is like a whole ass fucking uh, uh, space station and Mm -hmm. one ship. Like, okay, I could see maybe that's still like a billion dollars, probably. But he probably Mm -hmm. could. He's Batman. He'll figure some shit out. Yeah. But this is like. Again, I don't want to get too into the the actual real world logic of it. I'm just mm. trying to play by the rules set by the show. Like th- that's probably more money than anyone on, on Earth ha- like has. Like even mm. Lex doesn't have that much, you know? Like yeah. like if they just said, threw in a line like, "Oh, some grateful like uh, uh space ruler said, mm-hmm. "Thank you for saving my planet. Here's a fleet <clears throat> of ships." That that's yeah. that's it. Just something like that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I don't know. Maybe there's more rich guys in the just in the JLU. They don't really talk about it. No, and they don't need to. I don't want a whole yeah. episode about this. But they did. <laughs> they did go out of their way to explain where it came from in the first place. So they asked the question, and now I'm mm-hmm. I'm continuing to want. Like they brought it up, you know. Mm-hmm. And That's it's a I'm lot saying. of ships too. Like this is the kind yeah. of stuff I used to call ship porn when we did uh, Star Trek. Except that it's only one type of ship, right? And it's um. I don't know. Maybe they stole them all from the Thanagarians. They're done. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's see. Oh, so my bad thing. Mm-hmm. The stakes of this episode feel like they're huge. Like it feels like Amazo wipes out Oa. And then it feels like he wipes out the Justice League, except Oa just sort of is invisible for a minute. And yeah. Every single member of the League is just unconscious. Yeah. Like. Nobody dies, and I don't. It's not that I want this to be a big, like you know, slaughter. But if you if you're trying to make me think this is a huge deal, you can't just say, "Oh, he put them all to sleep." Yeah, you know or, what I mean. Like alternately, he blew up a lot of javelins. You know, like that's a lot of regular dudes who would have gotten murdered. And again, maybe like, they're drones. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but regardless. But, like, like, I, I guess it all served the point of, oh, he's actually gentle under all that. He doesn't mm-hmm. like he wanted to get past them, but he didn't want to kill anyone. I get that. But sure. It just it made all those fights seem kind of pointless because, you know, mm-hmm. I thought everyone lost and all they really did was go to sleep for a minute. Yeah. So that's all. And I I don't know. It looked like he exploded that planet. Like, yeah, well, I can no, it didn't. There was no mad. There was no kaboom. There was no earth shattering kaboom. Well, no, because you're in space. There's no sound there except when there is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I regret bringing any kind of real world logic into this. If you're going to say that, uh, there's always sound in space. That is true. 
Except when there isn't. Superman was yeah. in his spacesuit in this one, at least. He was. That was a great spacesuit. I always love when he wears a spacesuit, but he lets his hair free because he likes the feeling of his hair blowing in the space breeze. <laughs> there is no wind in space. <laughs> uh, what was your bad thing? Spacesuit. Yeah, me too. I like I like the fact that he could survive out there for a little while, but he's like, ah, I'm gonna be here. I'm yeah, gonna be here a this while. Could be a while. Let's. Uh... It's kind of like, yeah, you can hold your breath to go underwater for a minute or two, but if you're mm-hmm. gonna be there a while, you got to get a scuba suit and like I can hold, the same kind of thing. I can hold my breath for ten minutes. <laughs> well, that's only half as much as uh, Guybrush Threepwood can. So mm-hmm. wait, no, it is ten minutes. You're right. Yeah, it's ten minutes, right? So there was something else. Oh, was, never mind. Never mind. This was from something else. All right. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, Kai. So after the le- the GL Corps thinks that the, the o- that O has been blown up, uh, they mm-hmm. show up at uh at Earth to stop the uh mm-hmm. the, the Mazo Android, and uh someone's got the line like I blew he blew up half the planet. Kyle has the oh no line, he he could blow up half the planet. He could blow up half the planet, and Kyle's like, well, oh, half a planet's better than none, and I'm like. Half a planet's better than... What are you talking about, Kyle? Yeah, he's what? basically Thanos. What do you... Uh, ha- mm-hmm. You can't live on half a... What are you talking about? No wonder mm-hmm. Al doesn't like you. <laughs> that has nothing to do with why I don't like him. <laughs> I told you, sure. I like the idea of a of a Green Lantern that does creative things with his ring, which he didn't even do, but... No. That's okay. You, Kyle, you dumbass. I'm on your side, and that was a stupid thing to say. Mm-hmm. You dumb idiot. Also, you're wearing the Ion costume, and that that costume sucks. Ah, see? here, Here's your, like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but mm-hmm. uh, you could say, that, that guy over there, he's the worst character in comics. I'm like, okay. Yep. Or you could tell me he had 700 issues, and, and he's the unsung hero of whatever, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I don't know. Stop. I'm saying you could, you could really <laughs> take advantage of my gullibility here is what I'm saying. Uh, that's true. Um, Green Lantern up issue, issue 385. Okay. <laughs> Shows what you know, music. Maggie. I actually have that one. Yeah, I might. Actually. <laughs> um, I like there's a point where Dr. Fate's trying to stop the Green Lantern Corps. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, he doesn't trust any of them. He's like, no, don't go in there and kill him. What's wrong with you? And they're like, yeah. we're gonna. And like, you could see even through his stupid helmet, he's thinking a cab or a glab, I guess. Mm-hmm. All Green Lanterns are bastards. They are. Mm-hmm. Um, space fascists. But I love, I love the philosophical turn this all takes. I love like the, the, the as you say, the Captain Kirk, I put it the to Star you Trek, moment. Think, yeah. yeah. And then Dr. Fate, the magic guy, the last guy you would expect to intervene when an android from space is, like, coming to kill you. Like, mm-hmm. he's the one to stop it because he's like, oh, you need to ponder your mystical soul. Well, hey, guess what? I'm your guy. Yeah, if there's uh, any mystical soul pondering that needs to be done, you can do it here in my tower. Hawk girl has been doing it for months. Yeah. Don't really have anywhere else to go. No, they said I should go off and think about what I've done when I don't have my own room. So I guess uh, here, here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I love the whole conversation of like, he's like, I, I've seen everything and I see like you want power and glory and all that. And then you die and it means nothing. And Lex yeah. is like, yeah, exactly. But you get to live forever. So you get to see where everything's going. And, and he's like, so, so what? It That's nothing. It's, it's such a cool philosophy to me. Just like that. No, you get to go on forever. It's such a Lex thing. It is. Because on the one hand, it is about power and all that. But on the other hand, he's looking at it like a scientist. He's mm-hmm. saying, we we all want to see where evolution is taking us and where the universe is going and all that. And, and none of us really gets to know. But you do. You get yeah. to see what like what's going to happen. You get to see the end of the movie. And like, yeah. That's such a cool way to look at the world for a for a sort of smart sciencey guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And for Amazo to say, eh, "That's I guess that's I, nothing right. really." So like, what's but, my purpose? Well, you make your own purpose. I don't know. Yeah, I can't like, tell. We don't you have that. purpose, buddy. That's uh, that's that's the human condition. Yeah, sorry. Oh. We're all here to or not. It's terrible, but that's that's the way it goes. Why don't I just kill everyone? I don't know. I mean, don't. I guess you could. Yeah. 
but also we have survival instincts, so I wish you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Puppies are cool. You want to hang out with a puppy? Yeah, that Get might stop puppy. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a puppy and a kitten. Yeah. Also. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing him holding a puppy and a kitten, each in one hand, just like, um, hmm. I'm covered in a great deal of urine. <laughs> That's the I gold. Gotta, I gotta say... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, Robert Picardo, like, who we got really irritated with as Voyager went on because mm-hmm. the Doctor became really insufferable. Like, he's a really good choice for that sort of calm menace. I love it so much. It's really, like, it really has, like, a, there's something, ups, like, just upsetting about it. Well, because he seems, just, it's it's a bit like the, the Adam thing. He seems... Mm-hmm. Like he's sh- like the Adam seems mean, but he's being friendly. Amazo yeah. seems friendly, but he's like coming to kill your whole planet. You know? Yeah. It's like, please get out of my way. I'm going to vaporize you now. And it's just like it's like the Hal 9000 thing. You know, it's just, yeah. Ah. Well, it's, it's just that feeling of just like I'm being polite to you, but I don't have to be because like yeah. there's literally nothing you can do to stop me. Right. I beat but up also, Superman and it was easy. Mm-hmm. And I That's took all the powers guy. of, like, I my whole thing last time was that I took the powers of the seven Justice League members. Uh, and look, you've got two hundred guys now. <laughs> yum, look yum, at yum, all yum, the yum. new stuff. I'm, look at all the new stuff I'm going to be able to do. Mm-hmm, this was a mm-hmm. real dumb move on your part. Also, I've just been out in space getting powers from guys you don't even know about. Yeah, just got all these powers. Mm-hmm. Oh my, my powers. powers! Oh my god! God damn it! Um, um, what else? I love, so, after, um, after the android breaks in and Operation Shoot Him with a Big Cannon, uh, doesn't work, mm-hmm. uh, Adam and Lex, like, shrink away to one of those micro-universes that exist in comics, and possibly yeah, the and real now, world, I don't know. Now, well, now there's a whole movie about it, yeah. Sure. And Lex like, is The like, last oh. Ant-Man movie was about that, right? Yeah. And Lex is like, oh, we shrunk into another universe. That's brilliant. He'll never think to look for us here. And then giant ass uh, uh, Android yeah, shows up. And it's like, yeah, oh, Yeah, he's just fuck. looking over the horizon with his giant head. Well, that's the thing. Like, it turns out they're just in the palm of his hand. Yeah. And I kind of love that, too, just because Lex has this philosophical discussion with him while he's looking at, up at him from his hand. And then yeah. when Lex is done talking to him, he walks away. And I'm like, Lex, where are you going? I mean, they're at microscopic levels, so there's a lot of hand. Mm-hmm. You His literally like cannot t- run out of hand. Well, he's, he's like 10 miles of hand before he gets to the end, so, like, mm-hmm. you know. I just, just the, like, the good-natured chuckle and just, <laughs> well, I'll see you around. You're, ah! you're, you're still on me. You're still. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, sorry, I fell into one of your android body holes? What is this? <laughs> Well, they're pores, Lex. They're called pores. This android body hole was made for me. Oh, God. This is my android body hole. Mm. I'm going to uh, go into your hand and squiggle around. But I like I like that they think they're hiding. And Amazo's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm a robot with a lot of abilities. And mm-hmm. seeing things that are small is pretty, like, it's a pretty basic one. A lot of regular robots can do that, and I'm a super robot. Yeah, like a a person with binoculars can do that. <laughs> or, you know, a microscope in this case, I guess, but still. They'll, yeah. never, they'll never think to look at for me here. Very mm-hmm. small. Oh, no, he's got bifocals. He can see me. <laughs> oh, shit, we hadn't planned on that. Mm. They must be really inconvenient to look through, though. I, okay, now I'm just grinding axes about bifocals because they're pain <laughs> Uh, uh, what else? There's some real anime bullshit here when, uh, uh, the Amazo Android attacks for the first time, everyone gets to do their little special move, and I love that shit. Oh, yeah. Just, like, the long takes of, like, guys spinning around, and then he shoots a laser out, and then the camera, like, uh, uh cuts down, it doesn't even cut, like, it just pans down to another guy, and he does his little mm-hmm. backflip and shoots a beam out, and then yeah, Red Rocket... That's what I was talking about with my good thing. Like, the the fact that we get, like, a hundred Justice League guys all doing their their special thing, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, who's Red Rocket? Rocket Red. Rocket Red. The Russian I was going to say, isn't Red Rocket what 
What uh, South Park called a dog's penis? Yeah, it sure did. Not a great superhero name. No, probably not. Not the worst one, but not great. What's the worst one? I mean, the wizard's not not the not the best. You talking about Paste Pot Pete? I am uh, just Paste Pot Pete. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wait, isn't that mm-hmm. also the wizard? No, wait, no, that's the Trapster. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, the, wi- uh, the wizard Spider-Man just could guys. run fast. Oh no, I'm thinking of the 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 the, the Marvel the wizard. Wasn't there a guy? Now I'm confused. I thought he was an early uh, Spider-Man guy. There, there was a like one of the one of the Golden Age Marvel guy. One of the weird, rare uh, Golden Age Marvel guys was named the Wizard, and he whizzed around. A wizard. Okay, yeah, I think wizard. wizard like a wizard. Oh yeah, no, there's definitely a wizard also. Okay. No wizard nice is level wizard. You're right about that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else? Um, I think that's it. All right. Uh, you got a quote? Uh, I do have a quote. This is the best line in the episode, and it's a pretty good episode. Yeah, um, that is that is great. This is where uh they take Lex to his safe house, uh, which turns out to be a barber shop, and mm-hmm. that's funny. A barber shop? Gotta hand it to you, Luthor. Nobody would think to look for you here. Yeah, that's very good. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that very much. Um. All right. Well, suppose that's all for this time. Yeah. Next time, I'm just we going to show open you this another one. Oh, next time. Okay. Ultimatum. I'm not sure what it is. I I think I know, but I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. Mm. Uh, but the other one is Dark Heart, which is uh, uh, written by uh, uh, disgraced pervert Warren Ellis, unfortunately, Ugh. but is a very good episode. Also, so, I believe Amanda's on for that one. Yes, Amanda will in fact be joining us for that. So. Uh, that's that's pretty exciting because some of us are very angry. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. uh, we will we will absolutely discuss that. But yep. uh, I have some I have some thoughts about that as well. But uh, we'll, we'll get into that next week. Yep. Uh, let's see. As ever, the website is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. We have one final mail show happening in a couple of months, and mm-hmm. that is it. So, like this show's closing down. When we're done with JLU, which is not terribly long from now. So if you have yeah. anything you've ever wanted to say to us, you got you got this last shot. Um, yep. We, we refuse to answer any Superman uh, questions when we're back to doing Star Trek. So, uh, yeah, well, I yeah, we'll see. There's there's mm-hmm. a possibility I would I would still talk about Superman. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twila, sir. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.